and welcome to another episode of A Composer's Journey. So thank you for all your comments on the last episode. I'm glad a lot of people enjoyed it, where I talked about my composing process, but in particular, I talked a lot about my gear, the technology, the hardware, and the software that I use to compose. And I also showed off a little bite-sized piece of music for you. I just wanted to show off the kind of things that were possible using traditional and modern techniques of composing. And it was a bite-sized piece, but it was just to show you the kind of things that are possible when you do integrate traditional composing techniques with modern techniques and modern software. So some people rightly said that I didn't explain my actual creative process. I did talk about the steps of composing and then creating a mock-up and then mixing the music to make it sound as engaging as possible. I did talk about that and I did talk about all the tools I use for that. But what about the actual creative process? So the composing period, and this is just me speaking from some several years of experience, the composing period happens in multiple stages. I think there is a creative period when you're coming up with all kinds of ideas. So number one is the creative phase. And then after that is the sort of deep work or maybe even the hard work period where you're really having to focus on turning those ideas into a really cohesive piece of music. And then in the last third or so of the project, you get this feeling of exhilaration. You know what language you're writing in, you've solved most of the problems, and so it just feels like you're flying. So those are three phases, three core phases to composing. The creative phase, the work phase, and then you could call it, I guess, the flying phase, where everything's coming together and you're zooming towards the finish line. So in this episode, I want to talk in particular about the creative period. That's that first phase of of the composing process. So a few years ago, when I used to compose, I would always get stuck at the very beginning. I would procrastinate a lot and I would be terrified of committing anything to paper just in case it was the wrong idea to follow through with. So I would procrastinate a lot. And first off, I should say, I started to think that maybe procrastinating is actually part of this early process. I'm still not sure where ideas come from. I don't think anyone really knows where a good idea comes from. They can come from all kinds of places. They can come while you're in the shower, while you're in a walk. I don't know. They, they come from all over. But I used to beat myself up when I would intend to start composing one morning. I would sit down in the morning intending to do four hours of composing. And then three hours later, I would find myself with nothing concrete written down. And I get so mad at myself, I beat myself up. And sometimes I would have a week long project. I had to finish a whole project in one week. And, you know, Monday and Tuesday, I'd wind up with next to nothing written down. And I get so angry at myself, I beat myself up. But then suddenly on Wednesday, and especially on, you know, Friday and Saturday, late on in the project, it was like the floodgates opened and suddenly everything starts pouring through. I procrastinate like crazy on Monday and Tuesday, but by Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everything was flowing. So I've started to think that maybe procrastination is actually almost a part of the plan in this first creative phase. But that's the point of the creative period. For the first 20% or so of a project, you're not thinking, 
I have to write the perfect piece. I have to come up with the perfect idea. You're simply letting yourself be purely creative. There are no bad ideas in this phase. You're just allowing yourself to come up with all kinds of ideas and then writing them down or recording them in your phone. You, you're going on walks. You're thinking about the project. You're thinking about all these different ideas that could work. You're actually just giving yourself permission to think freely. And the beauty of this phase is you don't have to commit anything to paper just yet. When I used to compose, I used to feel like whatever I came up with, I had to commit it to paper. So I think a big reason that I used to procrastinate a lot is because I'd think, no, this idea is too stupid. That idea is not good enough. Nope, nope, I can't use this one. And because of that, I'd never, you know, I'd never allow myself to come up with a good idea. I'd never allow myself to, to actually just think freely because I was always seeking perfection. I was always seeking the best, you know, the perfect idea instead of just allowing these ideas to flow. They don't have to be perfect, but you've just got to open your mind to all kinds of creative ideas. So when I did eventually introduce a creative period for the first 20% or so of a project, it gave me the freedom to allow all these ideas in. All ideas are welcome in the creative period. You know, what if I used a hairdryer instead of a violin? You know, just put your brain in that kind of creative space. They don't have to be good ideas. You're just thinking wildly about all the things that might be possible. Wildly, I said. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that properly. You're thinking wildly. You're not trying to put everything in a box just yet. There'll be plenty of time later on to review your ideas and turn them into music that you actually think is good. But right now, in the creative period, is not the time for self-critique. Right now is the time to let those ideas flow. You're allowing yourself to come up with these ideas, these thoughts, without having to commit anything to paper just yet. So in a way, you, if you give yourself permission to just have pure ideas, pure creativity with no commitment, that actually mitigates the risk of procrastination. Because instead of procrastinating, you're just allowing yourself to think freely. It's a different way of thinking about the whole phase. You're allowing yourself to go on walks. You're allowing yourself to have that long shower, uh, whatever it is. And like I said earlier, after you've spent the right amount of time in the creative phase, things will really start to flow in your writing. You'll stop needing to procrastinate. Why is that? I think it's because you've allowed yourself to find your language for that piece. You've given it enough time that you know what language you're writing in. You know what the core ideas of your piece will be, and you know how they're going to work together. If you try and rush into your writing without figuring all those things out, what language you're, you're writing in, what ideas the piece is focused around, if you rush into writing without figuring those things out, your structure will probably be messy, your ideas will be incoherent, and your writing process will probably be a lot more difficult. So if you just give yourself that time, that first 20% or so of a project, to be fully creative, to figure out your main ideas, to figure out the language of your piece, then you can allow yourself to fly later on in the writing process. By the way, I say 20% or so, that's obviously not a scientific number but it's roughly what I budget for the creative period. So if I had 10 hours to write a piece of music, 
God forbid, uh, then the first two hours would be just a creative phase. Maybe I'd go on an hours long walk and then I'd just write down a bunch of ideas and, and see what sticks and what doesn't. But the first two hours, if I only had 10 hours, the first two hours would be the creative phase. But the longer you have to write something, the more adventurous you can probably be. And often when you're in this creative phase, you'll know when you're ready to move on. You might not even need 20%. You'll know, or you might need a bit longer than 20%, but you will know, you'll be able to feel when it's time to move on to the full-on writing phase. A lot of film composers like coming up with a suite of ideas. Just as another example, a lot of film come a lot of film composers come up with a suite of ideas before they write the actual film. John Williams writes his credits sequence first. Hans Zimmer writes a suite of ideas and soundscapes before he actually commits to scoring the full film. Because by doing this, they have already figured out what their themes are. They know what kind of musical language they're writing in. And so when they actually have to commit things to paper for the final product, they're not panicking about whether it's the right idea because they've already thought through this thoroughly in their initial creative phase. Or for a classical composer, if you think of Gustav Mahler, he would typically write his symphonies over the summer. He might spend two months per year at his lake cottage writing a symphony each year. So it would go over for the summer, he'd spend two months writing every single day in his little hut by the lake. Uh, so if you were to put a creative phase on that, then two months is about 60 days of composing. So you might want to budget 12 days for sheer creative phase, for sheer coming up with ideas, with no judgment. You're not judging yourself. You're just trying to come up with the language, the themes, the motives for your big symphony. If you've got 60 days, 12 days would be focused just on sheer creativity, ideas, musical language, soundscapes. Now, I'm not saying that Gustav Mahler strictly did this, but I am saying that I think it's an extremely helpful way to organize your composing process. Instead of trying to budget your time to just writing music down, budget some time for a creative period before you start the hardcore writing period. And if in that creative period, you spend several hours walking around in circles in a field and not actually writing anything down, that's okay. That's part of the process. A necessary part, I might argue, it might just make your music better to allow yourself to have those hours walking around in circles in a field or having a bath or, or going on a run or whatever it is. So if you have one takeaway from this episode, it's try budgeting a creative phase into your music making at the beginning of each new project. Maybe even start a journal for that project where you just add ideas day by day, hour by hour, you can play with trying to connect some of those ideas together even. Also, don't delete stuff from this journal of ideas. You can delete things later on, but in the creative phase, don't delete old stuff. You, you, you're not allowed to delete anything old. You can only add new stuff. So that's all for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you want a weekly creative tips for composers, you can join the list at insidethescore.com forward slash composers. Thanks for listening. See you next time.